When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Hello, friends. Welcome to another edition of This Is Life on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. This Is Life is usually a show co-hosted by me and Owen Mugan. It's just us talking about life, you know, thus the title. Uh, But Owen's not here right now, but... Happy to report that Owen will be here in just a few minutes. We recorded what ended up being one of my favorite episodes here on The Knapsack Files. Not just This Is Life, but any show. We had a great conversation around a campfire at a safe social distance with masks and all. And at one point, we whipped out our phones and recorded a very impromptu edition of the show. I loved it, and I'm happy to present that to you all here in just a minute. As always, I want to thank my Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash You can go check that out if you want to support, but I always want to shout out my executive producer supporters. Thomas Rizzling, Lethal Logan X, Bedore, Matt Thompson, Nathan Ovendale, Zach Anderson, Ty Schallenberger, Chad Benefield, Tommy Terry Green, Jonas Berger, and Andrew Siner, Old Handsaw himself, Zach Taylor, Tyler Birch, and the mysterious Paul. Yep, I'm still not looking at his identity just because I love love just calling him the mysterious Paul. Thank you all for investing in me, and I hope I can invest back into all of you with my programming and content and make you all just a little bit proud. Speaking of proud, I am really proud of my cousin, Michelle. Uh, She lives out in Vegas, and she's been through a couple different careers, and she takes each one on with gusto and just a, a high level of, of courage, as does her husband, Randy. And I love them. They're family, right? But yeah, family, sometimes it's, there's no guarantee that you're going to like them. Let's be honest. And I just love Michelle and her uh, children, Maggie and Maddie. And Michelle started a website uh, a while ago called Vegas 3D Kids. And you can go to Vegas3dkids.com. In part of her uh, transition to another career uh, a few years ago as an educator. Michelle started teaching engineering and, and uh, 3D printing to kids at school. She had a really cool program going for school, and we threw our support here at the Knapsack Files behind her. Uh, in fact, um, we helped uh, as best we could raise some funds for some supplies, and she sells a lot of the 3D designs. And I have some of them myself. If you've ever received a Knapsack Files keychain, a Why We Love Star Wars keychain, even Force Center keychains, those come from her. And they're just fun. They're bold, vibrant designs. Uh, I love them all. So we are going to be highlighting two things that Michelle does on her website, Vegas3dkids.com, and uh, throwing our, our, our weight behind them. Whatever weight we have here at the Knapsack Files. We're doing this. The first is a project she has called New Teacher of the Year. Each year, Michelle will be choosing an outstanding incoming teacher to support throughout the new school year. It's very, very hard to start up a career as an educator. It's very expensive. When Michelle did it, her uh, first year cost her uh, over $2,000 alone 
independently from the school, just in supplies and all those kind of battles you hear about. It's real, and we're here to help. And it's a little tiny thing. Hey, you know, get you some pencils or some paper. You think that's small? It's not. It's big. And it's also just um, to just give a, a new educator a boost of confidence on this new career. We need teachers. We need educators. It's still something we need. Uh, Michelle, this year, uh, and, and two, uh, I should say, to uh, you can read about this on the website, but to support, she uh, begins by donating a set of 3D printed uh, passes, bathroom passes and the like, and other fun 3D printed items for the new teacher's classroom. And then they uh, create a Amazon wish list for supplies, and there's a GoFundMe fundraiser behind it as well. Just a little something to do to help a new educator, and you can read all about this new educator, but we're going to highlight her a little bit here. It is Jordan Ellico, and she is going to be teaching at Wynn Elementary School, third grade teacher. She is a uh, uh, Las Vegas, or actually Clark County local out there, a uh, product of the Clark County School District, and her journey as an educator began in uh, 2015. That's where she kind of uh, decided to uh, become a teacher. She fell in love with everything teaching had to offer by volunteering and eventually decided that teaching was where she was at. So she uh, switched careers. It's a powerful thing. So she uh, she's right now teaching in the 2020-2021 uh, school year, which, as we all know right now, a little bit of a weird school year, and she's teaching the third grade. She says she's excited to begin this journey as a teacher and cannot wait to see what the future holds. So... You can support her and be part of the new uh, the, the new Teacher of the Year program uh, via Michelle Cox and the Meg, uh, Vegas 3D Kids website. The other one on there is equally as uh, personal to Michelle, uh, but it's also even just a little bit more powerful. It's related to her uh, daughter, Maddie, and this is something called Maddie's Pride Project. And this is something that's uh, close to our heart here, too, at the Knapsack Files. I'll read straight from Michelle's website here. She says, our LGBTQ plus youth need all the support that they can get. This is why we have created Maddie's Pride Project. When my daughter came out, it was a very difficult decision for her. She worried about being accepted for who she is. Our family embraced her. But some teenagers aren't so lucky. We wanted to show our support by creating a beautiful set of 3D printed ears. Like, you know, the, uh, the, the Disney ears. This is me now. This is the Disney ears, right? You know, like those kind of these wonderful, uh, bright uh, designs. Michelle makes some great Baby Yoda ones there, but I digress. So she writes there, She we wanted to show my support, our support, by creating a beautiful set of ears that uh, she could wear, Maddie could wear to show her pride. So for every sale, Vegas 3D Kids will donate $10 to Maddie's favorite charity, The Trevor Project. The Trevor Project is an organization that focuses on the mental health and well-being of our LGBTQ plus youth. So find out more about The Trevor Project by going to their website at thetrevorproject.org. But you listening right now, head on over and get some original 3D print pride ears Maddie's Pride, Love is Love is what they are uh, uh, called there. And I'm looking at the website right now. If you're going to Disneyland when it's uh, safe and responsible too, we want you to do that as well. Pick up these ears and, and just help or pick, uh, pick up the ears for someone else and support uh, the Trevor Project. And of course, if you want to donate directly to the Trevor Project, there's a link for that on the website as well. So this is important to me. And if my uh, Knapsack Files listeners are here for the uh, greater journey, some might just be passing through. That's fine. I'm just putting this on the table in front of you. 
and uh, take a look if you want. It's something that's close to me because it's family, and gosh, Maddie's just one of my favorite people. Her and her sister Maggie are so uber talented and bright, and I love chit-chatting with them whenever I um, am fortunate enough to run into the family. Life moves so fast, you know, time flies, and next thing you know, uh, you look back, go, wow, it's been a month, been years maybe some with some family members that I haven't seen, but I always make a point when I'm in uh, Vegas every year when I can to check in with my cousin and, and same when they come out this way to go to Dis- Disneyland a lot. That's why these ears are important to them. It isn't just some random, uh, hey, let's make some Disney ears. They love going to Disneyland. It brings them so much joy, and they love it. And uh, last time I saw them, actually oh, very close to when we all got locked down, they were out here for a special event at Disneyland, family event over a few days, and it was great to see Maddie then. And we're here to support her now. Uh, she's the best. So her sister Maggie, uber talented. Both of them are bright people, and that's why I'm happy to throw my support behind Maddie's Pride Project, go to Vegas3DKids.com for more information. It will be on uh, my website and also in the description here of the podcast episode uh, on Anchor. It's sometimes easier to get to those links directly. All right. So that is uh, the important stuff. But now the fun stuff. And, well, there's I think there's some important stuff in it, too. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, a special edition of This Is Life, me and Owen Mugen safely around a campfire, which is really a fire pit in my backyard. Stick around. We got more here on the Knapsack Files. It's time, baseball fans. The new podcast feed, Box Score Heroes, has arrived. This is the new home of the show, Behind the Bag, with Kat Napsok and Tom Dagnino. And is also the place to find shows like The Legends of the Wax Packs, The Only Baseball Power Rankings You Need, and My Favorite Baseball, a nostalgic look back at the game we all love, and more. Find the podcast feed on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Box Score Heroes is your podcast home for everyone with a a passion for all things baseball. Hey team, I'm Grace Hancock and I wanted to let you know that I'm adding new designs to my Society6 shop with several on their way. If you didn't know, you can go to society6.com slash Mrs. Graceface and shop prints of my original artwork as well as tons of other items like stationery, notebooks, mugs, throw pillows. It's a great place to shop for gifts or just for yourself, especially in my shop if you like witchy expressionism. So head to society6.com slash Mrs. Graceface and check it out. Ken, where are we, buddy? Uh, Owen, we are in my backyard. Uh, safe. I mean, I think there's 10 feet between us. Yeah, I'd say. We had I'm, some I'm Irish, so I think this is six inches, so I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> That's a good six inches. <laughs> yes, we could be on top of each other. Uh, and we are in my backyard. You're watching me burn business cards and Amazon boxes over wood. This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is a, a, a straight-up open-flame purge of the past <laughs> happening right here. We haven't even got to the Rolling Stone magazines yet. No. And I know I'm not... Uh, it's, it hasn't been 
too bad because I'm really not dizzy yet, but there's some laminated stuff going up. <laughs> there's some things that have been coated in chemicals that are going up. <laughs> Old business cards, uh, bits of uh, chunks of the early aughts, I would imagine. Yes. Um, these are uh, late 2000 business cards. I did have some 1999, 2000 business cards. Right. Those are long gone. Yeah, when I put them all on the fire pit, I thought to myself, I should probably check with Owen first if he's okay with me burning laminate. You know, I, I'm fine. You know, considering uh, you know between the uh, the COVID and uh, everything else, I think the the, the burning of the laminate's fine. You know, I'm, I'm rolling the dice left and right. Yeah, I'm really upset though because it's not going as much as I wanted. No, if if you could see this, folks, it's um, and there's actual wood now on top yes. of it. And, and so we're not really going for... This isn't like a, an old-school film noir purge, <laughs> you know, where someone is Yet. trying to take care of things in this massive roaring fire that the help put on at 8 a.m. that morning. Yeah. This is uh, not that. But uh, it, it could be with well, gasoline. Didn't you put a starter in about 40 minutes ago? I, I put two starters in there. Mm. It's buried in this stuff. And, and people who follow me and, like, have watched my live streams where Grace and I come out here for fire and wine... Right. They know I get obsessed. <laughs> Fire and wine. It's, it's great. And when we're free to move about the cabin a little bit more, which is the phrase <laughs> I keep using for all of this, uh, we'll, we'll bring you and Jackie on the show. You can, you can sit and enjoy wine and fire with us. I like that. For a live stream. But people know if they watch that, I've been, I get obsessed with my fire problems. It, it seems like I, I think you have a healthy relationship with fire. Yeah, uh, as um, as yeah. my old friend Og used to say, hmm. "Fire, friend," <laughs> and I think we need it. Hold on one second. Oh yeah, no, still rolling. You're going. Yeah, no, um, this is great. Um, no, but as long as it, there, there, there's a difference between burning aspects of the past that you want to get rid of yeah. and like heirlooms. Yeah. So no heirlooms are being burned. Not yet. I, I I've been mentioning this, and I knew I knew when I found these boxes or found them. I was told by my friend to come get them. Finally, after twelve, fifteen years, <laughs> I knew this was going to be a topic across many podcasts right. because it's affecting me. Right when you were walking up for this event, and again, everybody, we encourage you to find a safe way to to, to get out of your house or reconnect with some friends. <sighs> Man, it, it's been refreshing for you and I to sit around this fire and chat. But as you walk, as you drove up and, and walked up, you saw me looking at a binder. Yep. That was probably 200-plus songs I wrote ages 18 to 21. Now, when I say songs, there's not a chord attached to them because I don't know how to play an instrument. How many restraining orders are attached to them? There should be at least 15. <laughs> okay. I, I was reading one as you walked up that was written by me on my 21st birthday because I dated all of them because I thought I'd be Lennon and McCartney one day. Of course. And it's a weird thing, so I'm not going to get rid of those because I don't have them on a digital copy. I might scan them or something. Right. But I want to disconnect from a lot of those feelings. But, I mean, do you have a threshold for... We talked about it when I first came in. Yeah. Is there, are there things that, you know, to, to avoid... You know, hoarderism or whatever, or yeah. to make peace with certain things. I mean, this fire is making peace with certain things in a way. Not like it's a massive whatever, but yeah. are there things that you would absolutely want to digitize? Want to scan and then save and put in the cloud, or so, you know, so you can get them eventually. Yeah. But are there things that you know what the smelling of the paper can't be replaced? There, I'll tell you what it is. Might what it might be with some of the stuff is is like a lot of. I was going to say men of my ilk, and I don't know what that means, <laughs> but collectors of things. Right. 
those who maybe weren't, and I'm not saying the quarterback didn't experience this on my high school team, that he's not going through it right now. But After he takes his statins. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. My, my best friend for many years, still obviously one of my great friends, that I, I, you never, I never downgrade anybody. I actually just sure. put him in the Hall of Fame, even if you don't see them for a couple of years. Um, my friend Joel, we, which we have seen, um, we moved down here to L.A. together. We get easily locked in that kind of, oh, my God. And so I stumbled onto a bunch of, bunch of stuff with, with us, pictures from this comedy band thing we did. And we're like 20 years old. Right. And, and we, 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 thought, we saw Spinal Tap and said, let's do that. Exactly. So we formed this comedy band called No Moleste and uh, Don't <laughs> Bother. Um, and we shot, a vid- we shot a documentary before you learned to play a song. And we did actually record some songs. Um, and so what ended up um, uh, happening is, uh, is um, I sent him one of the – we were going – because he has some too. And he goes, oh, I have these. And he sent me some black and white ones I didn't have. And I posted that one on Instagram. And he made the joke, but it was true. He goes, you know what? We actually were pretty cool back then. We didn't know it because we were taught we weren't. That's a – that's a hell of a good point. And what's about like you know where are you in the pecking order? And yes, how do you view yourself. We were in the pecking order, and so we held that opinion of ourselves, and that carried into L.A. and that carried into life, and that carried into relationships or the pursuit thereof, or jobs and opportunities. He and I always talk about, you know, uh, there's many people we know who've gone on to great successes, and I'm not taking that away from them, but I was right there with them, and I got caught in a I'm not worthy of it. Right. And that comes from that kind of stuff. So oh I want to burn some of that stuff to really remind myself. And 24 years later on some of the pictures, because that can still permeate my mind. I get it. And that's a, that's a hell of a, a good way to put it. It sounds like a healthy relationship with the past. I think When so. you can actually, you know, <laughs> set fire to it in the yard. <laughs> As you best, know. I know you got an Irish heart, so that means it's a... Uh, it's a swig of whiskey and a fatty se- and slightly enlarged. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a swig of whiskey and a secret. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, there are powerful things in your life, no details needed, that you've had to separate from or process. Sure. Or go through a period of that got me. Right. Um, big events, historical events to, fa- to, to family events, stuff. And it's okay. I think the thing, one of the things you're, you're gearing as we're having this discussion, everyone who's mm. going to be listening to this is dealing with this COVID, you know, Corona life. As mm. my son says, Corona times, as my boy says, my dad was killed by it about a month ago. So there's a lot of that stuff that is yeah. filtering into to our conversations offline. So that's, that's a little context. But go ahead, yeah. Well, uh, what, what, what steps at all do you take to process that stuff and not let that sense of loss or that sense of or be able to to have all those memories you know all you also what i'm also getting at you were you were in new york for 9-11 yeah and and, and in, you were in it you were in manhattan not in it i don't know you were in manhattan. four blocks away yeah. you were four, four blocks away you worked in news right you lived it. it was a lot you lived it and i'm not being blase about it but man oh man in so many ways yeah 9-11 as it's funny i was just starting to come to terms with you know uh a lot of what I was feeling and a lot of what had come to define me right. uh, in the 18 years uh, to last year since. And I was sort of just starting to get my brain around it when, <laughs> when the COVID came in. But, um, but it's, it's one of the big differences is, you know, 
as horrifying as as September 11th was, uh, and is, man, oh man, you can go to a bar and you can hug a stranger. Uh, you mentioned that offline yeah. uh, a while ago at the beginning of this, and that struck that struck me. Because um, I can be an introvert, I can get grumpy, and I can I'm, I, in many ways I'm thriving during this lockdown because right. it's me, my work, and my girlfriend and my dogs, and I'm happy with that. Yep. But I'm also very social. That's why you you suggesting hey let's get in your backyard ten feet apart mm-hmm. was very important to me. Um, that's that's an under underrated, if that's the right way to look at it, side effect of what's going on is we can't process together. Right. That's, that's a huge thing. It's that social element, which was, to me, such a, um, a life-saving aspect of the time after 9-11. Because it happened yeah. to all of us. Yeah. And, and the thing for me about New York, which has always been such a great thing, is it, strangers become friends very quickly. They can. Yeah. And, but here, it's like, you know, when I walked in, you know, you handed me my dinner and, you know, we, are, we almost touched fingers like you know, Clarice and Lecter. Like that was the closest contact I had with another <laughs> human being outside of my wife and my boy. Yeah. You know, since March 9th of the hell it was. I apologize for getting that close. but No, no, um, no, that's all right. I, uh, I felt your heat. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, a, uh, you know, a Richard Marx song started to play yeah. in my mind in the background. So I'm not equating these two things. I'm not equating me feeling in high school I was lonely, a nerd, couldn't get girls, wasn't popular, blah, 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 and that carried over into my adulthood. I'm not equating that directly with 9-11 or directly with loss of family. I want that to be clear. But I want to ask you, like, at some point I have to leave that behind and find the new normal or find the forward. 9-11 specifically I'm fascinated with. Was there ever a day where the day suddenly felt normal and you felt weird about that? Guilty of leaving behind the loss? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Uh, and that happened frequently over time. Mm. Um, and, and it was the renormalization process, you know, that yeah. so-called new normal. The first time I heard the phrase, the new normal, right. my old anchor, Shep Smith, said it on TV. It was the first yeah. time I was aware of it. And I hated it. I hated the phrase, the new normal. But we're sort of there, and that's what it is. Yeah. But it was a. It was one night. Um, I was hanging out with uh, my buddy Andre, who since moved back to Slovenia, and we were laughing with ridiculous abandon about something. We had smoked some weed, and uh, and we were just laughing our asses off. And and I became aware afterwards, with a certain amount of Irish guilt, that I had forgotten about 9/11 for a minute. Oh yeah. You know. That's what I'm talking about. Right. And and so there was that. And there are moments of that within this. And this goes back to, you know, if you listen to me being on Ken's show, he's been generous enough to have me on in the past, talking about L.A. being a city that is foreign to me in so many ways. And, mm-hmm. and man, oh, man, do I find myself being nostalgic for the Los Angeles, for a city that I don't like very much. Wow. You know, wow. That's sort of life and the way it goes. But uh, we're in the middle of this, and, you know, it's uh, the processing is, is very strange. But I'll tell you what, man, it's just great to be uh, sitting next, sitting close enough to you to actually see you. I can hear you. I can see you. I can smell you. The one of my yard torches went out um i'm disappointed in my yard torches um but yeah no this has been key because uh yeah this is this is unprecedented and i i, I, I the new normal thing is interesting to me 
I'm always I always talk about the finding the new routines. I did a podcast years ago when I moved, and how the excitement of finding your new dry cleaner in your new grocery store. Right. I remember that that was one of the earliest yeah. things I remember listening to yours of. Yeah. And and and, and just the humanity of it struck me. Mm. You know, finding that place to to get to eat, finding yeah. that place to get your yeah. And it's hard because I got sad when I knew I was going to be leaving the Seven Eleven dry cleaner and gas station corner that I used to be at That's in Studio right. City, and. Um, I, I've, I've been fascinated by people's reaction to that new normal because it's been going around a lot lately. And there's some pessimistic views of, we'll never shake hands again, and maybe right. that's smart. Um, but I have a lot of friends, they're on Facebook, we'll say, more than they are on other social media platforms, sure. who are really upset if you say new normal. They'll, get, they'll fight. No, no, that's not a thing. We're, that, that, don't say that. Right. And I'm wondering what that fear is. I think the fear is because there is so much murk that we're living in ordinarily. And, and then that, I think for a lot of people, depending on their age, maybe the new normal concept is a 9-11 throwback. Hmm. Hmm. You know? Um, it's People react to it for sure. Afraid to change, afraid, afraid to be more protected, afraid to... Because to me, the new normal just means like, hey, we're going to be more aware of washing your hands. And I'm simplifying. <laughs> but you know what sure. I mean? But, but I think, in you know, when, when you do have such a thing... What you believe in, yeah. And we're on this, this, we're in this sort of strange new phase of this, which is things are starting to open up again slowly right, right. in a way which, frankly, gives me a lot of stress. Yeah. You know, what do I know? I'm just a, a, a wuss mask-wearing guy. But, yeah. Uh, no, you, but, you, but, that's but that's that what being, I think of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember even before this, he said, oh, when I think of you as a wuss mask-wearing guy. But uh, <laughs> there's oh, an LBJ Oh, and you want to come over to my house? Gonna, I'm going to call you a wuss mask-wearing. M- mask-wearing guy. I think that New normal can set people off now, yeah. particularly because it's, it's everything is still so fraught. Yeah. We don't know really what this thing is. <laughs> you we know, don't. We want to have control over certain amounts of things when we can. And to say that yes. this is normal uh, is upsetting because it's not very pleasant. You, you said it, that I think a lot of my <laughs> friends that are saying this, some of them, by the way, have their businesses affected. Jeez, of course. Fan, I, so graduations for kids, all these things, I don't, I don't overlook it. I'd be, I, if I was a senior in high school, I'd be heartbroken over the fact that I didn't experience walking across stage, which is nothing, but I'd be heartbroken because I don't know that it's nothing. Well, that's it. So I get it, but I get upset at them because I think, I think there's this fear they can't control it. Because if you say there's a new normal and that's true... They have to change something about their life or their belief system or question at the very least, and that's where their fear is. But I think the fear comes from the fact that also you and I talked about this offline earlier too, is the level of engagement, which is a, a normal part of so many of our lives. Yeah. The supercomputers that you and I are both holding now in your yard to record <laughs> yeah. this. I'm literally this lighting show. a fire while oh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm watching. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's very exciting. But, but, the, the engagement is such that people are, are so tuned in. Like we were talking earlier, too. You know, yeah. there was a, the, the, this, the Hong Kong uh, flu of 1968, 1970. Yeah. It killed a million people. A million. I had not heard of it until the other day. And I, I come on, I, I you think were myself as a fairly informed guy. <laughs> you know, I'm 50, and I, you know, I keep an eye on things for the past half century. And I had yeah. not heard of this. But not just me. You know, my, my, my buddy Tony and mentor from New York, my old journalism professor, one of my best friends, I asked him, yeah. and he's like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Like, and, he was, and he was in his, you know, he was in his 30s then. He really? was in his 20s then. And uh, it's, I just think it's, uh, we are so engaged 
that the things that make us hate each other for politics or you know or people who hate the prequels or people who love yeah. you know something else it's a it's a constant stream of data and i don't think our little minds can process can it process. easily you know so they lash out against Sometimes. And, and, right, and, and against themselves and against what they're feeling. And I've been taking a lot of like news blackout days throughout this. That's smart. You know, and I'll do, I'll, I'll go like, and I'm a news guy by background and by trade. And I'll take, I won't look at the, the notifications for three days, four days. I you think know, that's... I'll, like, I'll read, a, I'll read a old IMDb trivia on you know, <laughs> film noirs, you know, by Edmund, you know, Edmund Dimitri. Studying for the Schmodown, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, I, I was on the Schmodown, uh, folks, and, and uh, I've been friends of the show for a very long time, and, and Christian Harloff drafted me. And he's like, ah, just do it. I'm like, oh, okay. And then, uh, yeah, I lost. But, uh, but Vinnie Mancuso, very nice man. I like him. John Kaiser, a very fine gentleman. Kaiser's great. But anyway. Um... But I think I killed my fire while recording. You did. You know, it's, it's sort of a, it's a smoke event now. <laughs> it's a great smoke. I, I got a good piece of wood on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a legit cough, folks. That is. I, there's no answers. This is this fascinating conversation. Yeah. And again, it's taken me from my point going back to the beginning of holding these song lyrics in my head and reading them. And a lot of this is youthful melodrama of me being oh the type God. of guy... Yeah. That nowadays is a little maligned. I understand why. I actually think it's it's correct. But in, when you're a nice, a quote unquote nice guy in the '90s, you just it, you didn't know, you didn't know what lines you were crossing, and 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 and, and I did have a, a girl tell me at one point back in the '90s, like, you put all your eggs in my basket, and, uh, hoping I would fall for you. You don't even know me. <laughs> but the thing is, you make a good point that you know you talk about people being maligned about it back in the '90s. Unless you were like on a BBS or on AOL, yeah, you know, eight hundred people didn't know what you were thinking, yeah, at any given time, yeah, and people like you know they're the sorts of the people who use social media. They're the, they are the super sharers or yes. super spreaders, if you which will. I used to be on MySpace. Right. Oh God, my blogs. I don't super super share anymore. Yeah, and there are the people who are, you know who who curate and put information out there. Yeah, or they just read stuff. But it's like you know you're saying people are maligned this way. Yeah, because everyone is a lot of people are putting themselves out front in, in a very yeah. personal way, and that's not necessarily healthy. No, and I, mean, I guess this conversation has limits, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as it should, as it should. But yeah, I, I guess the point, my big master point of this whole conversation is like, I didn't know I carried that with me so far. Right. Well, that's a big thing. And I had a friend in '05 come down and my friend Chris come down from San Francisco to watch me do a show at the Improv and I was going through that kind of I never could get the girls type of thing and he got mad at me as he should and was like I could list you five girls in high school who liked you right. you didn't want to pay attention to that because then you'd have to let go of that persona you had crafted to keep you insulated from feeling those things yeah. identity Ident the roles we think the that roles. we're destined to play yeah. That's it. The roles, and I'm reading these song lyrics, half laughing, half embarrassed. Some of them ain't. Some of them ain't horrible. Was the embarrassment because of the uber sincerity? Yes, I really felt it all. Sure, but it's weird that I didn't realize that in, even now, even with Grace, I could still hold that in. That I still see myself as the guy who couldn't get the girls, and so that's the persona, and that goes into everything else of my life and you got to let that go you got to find the new normal 
And you can't be afraid of that. That's right. And you can't be afraid of the day that you forget you experienced 9-11. Right. Or that you experience loss because it will come and that doesn't erase anything. Because right. I learned a lot. I had a lot of lessons. I had a lot of great memories. I wouldn't change it all. So, like I said, some of the song lyrics are okay. Right. So that's been on my mind. That's And, and I, I think you're not alone, in, especially in this time where time gets compressed and where we're forced to change so much about how we socialize that we look to the past in certain ways. We, you know, yeah. the, we, we deal with the pack rat stuff and it's a lot. It's a biggie. And I'm not, yeah. you know, I said on a show the other day, I am always going to have a, a, a bookshelf of books. I'm not following that Marie Kondo. Nah, uh, nah. God bless her. It's not me. It's works for other people. Right. But I'm blowing the smoke out of Owen's face. That's this good. is a pathetic fire. You can it's not, say, it's not, it's, folks, it's no longer a fire. It's uh, <laughs> it's it, it is the smoldering detritus of Ken's past. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good way to look at it. Let's close out. All right. On something happy. Yes. Again, not giving too much details, but your wonderful son playing guitar. I overheard a conversation. I'm not going to go into the conversation. Sure. But you were openly talking with your nine-year-old son about Brian May, Jimmy Page, and Angus Young. Yep. Number one, it's cool. Hey. Two, at what point did you decide I'm going to infuse these names into my, uh, my child? Well, the thing, like, you know, it's, it's funny, and I've talked earlier with you in, in other uh, shows of yours about uh, curating things for him. Yeah. You know, uh, against the threat of, if I don't do it, someone else is going to do it. And wanted to share the things that I love, because I love him. Yeah. And I love the things. I love rock. I love jazz. I love the things that I love. And to be able to have a conversation with him, you know, with this, with this smart nine-year-old, who's also just nine, yeah. who's been in the house for, you know, a very long time, and, and um, is frustrated with, with playing guitar... It, it, it's nice to be able to reference three different guitar guys. He wrote a he's a he wrote a poem about what his spring was like, and it was uh, you know my spring the Corona my, the, uh, the, the the Corona time edition. Wow! And and he managed to insert a rhyme about Jimmy Page uh, living in his castle, and because um, <laughs> Jimmy Page lives in a castle. Yes. And um, but anyway, the, the the point about this conversation that you heard was on top of all the weirdness and and all this stuff. It, you know, parenting kind of remains the same, and, and being nine remains the same. And he doesn't want to practice his guitar, but he wants to be great. Right. And uh, it's like, you know, it's uh, take a lesson. I said, the, the point that I really made was that Angus Young once said that when he was on tour, every morning he would wake up in his hotel, and every morning he would play uh, the uh, opening to Thunderstruck because it was so tricky. And even Angus Young had to practice it over and over and over again. And um, so hopefully that impacted him a little bit. So. I think it will. It'll I think up, it will. It'll put him on the couch at some point, but, uh, you know. Yeah. We well, as my fire dies out, so dies this very special episode <laughs> recorded live in my backyard into two separate iPhones, because this is what we can do now with these supercomputers. We'll see how this goes. That we have in our hand. Uh, this was life. Thanks, Owen, for coming in. Ken, thanks a lot. Everyone take care. Bye.